0: You're looking up at the stars, asking the universe, what am I here for? Am I here to find a cure for cancer? Am I here to create a better salad fork? No, probably not. You're here to work your shit out. Your relationship. This is Talking Relationship with Thomas and Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Hi,
1: Thomas.
0: <laughs> You're hey, still going to have that? to drive the bus. That's just the way I'm, it's going to be.
1: I'm the bus driver.
0: You are hey bus I'm driver, lady.
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? Two friends hanging out on a bus, except we both have a, dr- a wheel. <laughs> Crazy, man. And brakes. And brakes. Yeah, that's right. Re- well, here we are, episode two, talking relationship with Thomas and Vicky. And first off, oh my God, we had so much feedback for our first sex talk.
0: Hmm. Yeah, a lot of a lot of positive uh, a lot of positive comments, although, you know, it just makes me think that I don't have any honest friends. <laughs> but
1: uh... well I had I had lots of positive comments too, and we had a lot on on social media. and I had some personal uh, reach outs too, with people that had some ideas for us. and you know, thank you. I'd like to believe you and I are totally open you yeah. know, to criticism, feedback, uh, advice, suggestions.
0: Yeah. Just tell me who, who it was so I can block them. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, No. So we uh, had thought about perhaps continuing the sex talk and then we thought, you know what, that's something we can get back to Yeah. Uh, again.
0: And we were uh, getting each other a little bit too horny, you know, for <laughs> just being friends.
1: That's right. And we've been friends for how many years without being horny. (laughs) I know that's crazy. Uh, You know, what I really would like to talk about because I have I have a fixation. With mm. this whole concept. What do you tell? No, not what you're <laughs> thinking. I have this fixation about the concept of soulmates. Mm. Mm. And and can I just give you a little story, which you do know, but um, okay. I will perhaps be able to extrapolate. I, am, I waited till I was 48 years old. And, you know, I grew up on Disney movies like every other girl of my generation. And. You know, we just and and rom-coms, you know, and and if Sandra Bullock always finds the damn soulmate, why can't I? Right. And and uh, Meg Ryan. And and I was like literally in my 40s going, you know, I thought I had a soulmate uh, back in in my 20s, in my country band days. My 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 guitar player who you. Oh, I remember him. And and we we were soulmated for a few years, I really, I really felt that. And then, uh, you know, we broke up, and years and years went by. And, and then I, I, he came into a little jazz club where I was singing, didn't even recognize him. You know, he used to look like Eddie Van Halen Mm -hmm. (laughs) Halen with Mm -hmm. the long hair. And now he had gone completely corporate. And I was like, He's like, "Hi, Vicky," and I'm like, "Oh, hi!" And I kept walking, and he goes, "Vicky," and I'm like, "What? What do you want?" And then I real he told me who he was, and I was like, "Oh, crap!" Well, long story really short, we struck up a really good friendship. We really did, and we talked a lot, and it was it was great. His marriage was in big pro- in trouble, and then he had a new girlfriend, and blah blah blah. And then one day we got together, and we were both single. And we looked at each other like, well, maybe we should see if we can rekindle this mm. soul-matedness mm-hmm. that we had so long ago.
0: Mm. And you know
1: what? We couldn't. Mm-hmm. It was not there. And we just started laughing. You know, we were trying to get a little bit, you know, jiggy. <laughs> we couldn't do it. We could not do it because that soulmate connection was gone. It had been replaced with a really good, solid friendship connection. Right. Which mm. we very much enjoyed. Okay, so now we go to when I was forty-eight and I met Grover. If you read my book, uh I've read your book.
0: God. I've read your book. Yeah. <laughs> so you
1: know who Grover is, and that's of course not his real mm-hmm. name.
0: Not but really, Grover, I, but you know
1: Oh, Grover was my my soulmate, my prince charming that I had waited for my entire 48 years. Well, you know how that worked out. Not good. Right. And and so now I am in this place. I do not believe in soulmates. I do not believe that there is one person on this planet that we are divinely meant to be with. Yeah, because of my life experience. Now you tell me yours.
0: <laughs> you tell me yours, and I'll tell you mine. Mm-hmm. We're back on the sex thing. Um, I w- I was a a, a wide eyed. A hopeless romantic from the time I was a little kid. Because I've been listening to love songs and believing in them since I was an infant, basically. So yeah, it would have been natural for me to really be looking for that. And I have. I've been a hopeless romantic most of my life. But there's nothing that can cure you of being a hopeless romantic and believing in soulmates uh, like getting into relationships and getting the reality of it, which is no matter how starry you are about somebody, when you get together, the whole thing can crash and burn pretty easily. And I, I found after a series of long-term relationships, I never dated, right? For me, it's almost married, uh, engaged, um, breaks up, my heart's dis- destroyed, um, constantly looking for the soulmate. And I stopped believing in it after a while, because I realized that you gotta, you gotta take care of yourself. Um, you are going to pursue something because you believe in it. And if you don't believe in it, you wouldn't try in the first place. But if you didn't try in the first place, you wouldn't get all the great stuff that comes with it. And sometimes the great stuff feels like crap, but it's still great stuff.
1: So having gone through a lot of your life with you and i remember when we were on the road and there's a great old barry manilow song called even now oh yeah and you and i talked about that because you were living with someone at the time and and you were quite happy with her but you had this past love Mm -hmm. that was still sitting in the back of your brain okay and the, the whole deal of that song was even now when I come home and I'm walking up the stairs and I'm getting ready to see you, my contentedly partnered, you know, roommate, I still think about that soulmate that's in the back of my brain that I can't get rid of.
0: Okay. Full disclosure. Okay. Yeah. So this person that I was living with, um, I did love her. Uh, H.
1: But she wasn't I mean, your soulmate.
0: No, I just we we had a, a really good relationship. Um we really dug each other. We we did the across the room while I was on stage in a bar and um she pulled me out on the floor to do a little dance. Next thing you know, it's the hor- horizontal mambo. And and uh, yeah, exactly that though. I was thinking about my uh the former person Terry, which is my college romance. The person that I just went we were, we were crazy for each other. And we actually were in many ways, not really great for each other. Cause we stay up all night, um, getting it on, I get up, uh, at six o'clock in the morning to go to, to go to school, just pound down some coffee, fall asleep during class and then leave class and then go and hang out with her, do it all over again. It wasn't good. And so it ended really co- badly. Oh, that I was going to be my next question. It. Okay.
1: because I don't remember i'm sure you told me but that was a long time ago um so she was such a great love of your life mm-hmm. and and yet why did it end badly
0: uh i was out on the road and uh, she was out west uh working toward um a degree a scientific degree really smart person extremely and uh i think i think it really ended up being the distance thing and um she kind of just ghosted me which is what we'd call mm. it now in the yeah. old days it was uh you can't get a hold of them on the phone anymore which you know i was spending 300 dollars a month on my phone bill and uh so then when she came back basically i went to see her the first day she came back and i was just my heart's like beating out of my chest and i could tell the minute i saw her that it was like over so I was, was kind of destroyed. For, wait,
1: hang on, hang on. Over for her or over for you for or her. both? For oh, her, oh, just for her.
0: Oh yeah, it was over for her. It wasn't over for me.
1: Right, That's right, painful. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, and that was like, uh, it took a while to get over. But I was on the road, so let's face it, I you were busy. I, I found <laughs> ways to make up for it, or at least try to. And I okay. Really so tried. now,
1: Tom, let's fast forward because I know the end of the story. Yeah. Um, and so, fast forward. All of a sudden, now you were engaged to someone else, and you're uh-huh. about to get married. And yeah. And I still, I still, re- and this is not the one, the the flatmate that you were with before. I love that British term, flatmate. Flatmate. And I remember g- going out to buy you a wedding present for this upcoming uh, marriage, and not being very happy uh, about that because I wasn't really happy with your choice of marital partner and that Mm. was just me as your friend you know and and then now do tell the rest of that story well
0: you you had really your instincts were spot on and uh and the gal um she she was awesome she is an awesome person but she was young and she had her thing and basically the way it blew up was she was kind of hanging out with her past love while she was supposed to be getting ready to marry me and this past love called me and said, I don't know why you're still marrying said person, because we've been um, hanging out together and right. getting, it, getting jiggy as you say, yeah. and, uh, that was it. Boom, explode. Um, and then I kind of like drifted around like semi-homeless for a while, <laughs> I'm a musician after all, I need a girlfriend to have a place to live. <laughs> and out of the blue, Terry called me.
1: And Terry, of course, that's your college she's love of your life. College so love of
0: my life. And um, actually, she called me before I got married, even, was was before the wedding was supposed to happen. She said, "How's it going?" And it wasn't going very well. But it was like, well, okay. And then after it blew up, she's like, "Well, maybe it's time we uh, got together." And, so and-
1: to get to the uh, the the bonus uh, round here you did get together with Terry, you married yeah. her ding, you ding, a ding, son yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your soulmate turned out to be your soulmate. Because I, I always believed that. I mean, I believed I should say mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. if it is your soulmate, then that means your souls are mated. And mm-hmm. that means that your soul will always seek out that person, that person will never be banished from your soul because they are your mate. Yes. And how long were you and Terry married?
0: Uh, we were married seven years. We were together about, I think about nine years. And then there you go, right? It's, we were supposed, this is my, if this is my soulmate, how do you explain the fact that I'm happily married to Denise and we've been together for all together 20 years. And But it just shows you, to me, it's, it says what it's all about. I, I think of it now as wh- you can't be a half of a whole, you are a whole, you have to be. Right. And other, there's no other way to do it. So I see it as it's like the life is this great big dance floor and you do see one from across the par- the crowded room and you, you start learning the dance. Right. And she's got a little different step than you do. And you got a little different step than she has, and you learn something from each other. But in the meantime, she spots somebody else from across the crowded room. And she goes off and dances with him and you go back to the wall, looking at all the other, um, but then you find your own way.
1: You see, I, I have come to this realization that yes, you can be soul-mated more than once. And the soul-matedness, na- the, the nature of that relationship can be within the definition of soul-mate for a little bit of time. And then it can mm-hmm. blow up or, or peter out or whatever. And and what I have come to realize now is that, like we look at soulmate as as you know, if we are heterosexuals, therefore it's for me it's the man, it's Prince Charming, that's my soulmate. For you, it's your Cinderella. I have now come to this realization that I have female soulmates. I believe that my son is my soulmate. He mm-hmm. and I have mm-hmm. a very strong bond and a, and a connection, intellectually, emotionally. And, and, and I believe that I sort of have five different soulmates in my life. Now I have, uh, my son, I have, uh, two different girlfriends that I really look upon as, as soulmates. I have my, my male musical friends, you of course, being one of them that, that like to me, making music with, with a man or even another woman for that matter is, is better than sex. It's, you know, there's something that's so soul mated about when you, when you create music with someone mm-hmm. and, and, the and then the fifth soulmate is, is my partner is the man I live with the man I've been with now for almost 10 years. And, and I don't look at him and I don't, I think there's so much freaking pressure, you know, for somebody to be your soulmate. Mm, you know, yeah. I, I don't look at him as, as that, I I just look at him as he is a piece of my puzzle. I have this, this big Mm -hmm. puzzle and he is, he is a very important piece of it. Mm -hmm. Now let me as
0: desert Island people, you know, you talk about what's your desert Island, what are your desert Island records or what are your desert Island foods? To me, it's desert Island people. Yeah, well, so, Which I'm are the people quite, that you have to I'm have on your desert island?
1: I'm having a party, Tom. It's a big party for me. Absolutely. But now you've been with, with Denise, with your wife for 20 years. And I know I've seen you on social media refer to her as your soulmate. Well, so I think I would have said the love
0: that? of my life. That's what I would say. The love of yeah. my life. That, that, that's what I say. Uh, and when you, we talk about soulmates, I mean, Originally, it, when I thought about this idea, it, it's the kind of thing where I, I sort of go, "Yeah, but well, that man—that feels like an '80s concept for me personally." Yeah. And but the honest truth of it is, if you—I've told the story of how Denise and I got together. Okay. So I I was at a point where I, I had been through another relationship someone that I, that I was really in love with and it just, it just, it also didn't end. Well, it was like, we were Fred and ginger. We don't want to totally break up Fred and ginger. So you live over there and I'll live over here. But, uh, when I, when I feel like having you around, I'll give you a call. And of course I came over (laughs) because it's Fred and ginger and I, I, you know, I love to dance and
1: and you were ginger. Of course. Yeah, of course.
0: And, uh, but I got sick of it and I just thought like, I just felt I was always trying to be more and it was never enough. So Mm. I started thinking in terms of, okay, if I were going to visualize the person who really, after all of that, I've been through and all the people that I've been with and learned from had my heart broken by, who would it be? So I started every night before I go to bed, I would visualize this other person. And I visualize, and, and I'd never been with a, a long haired brunette ever, but that's who I'm imagining. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. So I'm going through all this stuff and I'm imagining this person. Then I had to go on the road. I had a tour. And I thought, well, maybe while I'm on this tour, I'll meet this, you know, this magical person. So I'm on the road. It's the last day of the tour and it's been grueling. We've done, uh, 30 shows in 30 days or something like that. And the last one is a telethon. So I've been up, uh, for 24 hours. There's a gal who's going on, who's a local and it's in Saskatoon and she's from around there. And she's singing for the crowd. And I look at, and I'm watching the monitor, and it's like, wow, she's pretty cute. And I th- thought no more of it. And I'm walking down the hallway to leave the place. And guess who's walking the other way? It's her. And I'm like, boom, My just my heart exploded in my chest. And, I th- and then right behind her is her husband. And <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, okay, well, that dream's over. And uh, a couple of about, about three or four months later, I'm working in a studio around here and I get called by the guy who owns the studio and he said, uh, Hey, you old dog. Yeah. There's a, a gal, you know, is going to come here and do some sessions. We want you to play guitar. And I'm like, I never met anybody when I was out West. I didn't have time to meet anybody. So I'm sitting in there the night before I had a dream that this girl with a long brunette hair had come up to me and wanted to play my guitar. So there I am sitting on the couch, in walks Denise, long brunette hair. It is the girl I dreamed about. She's the one that was, that I saw in Saskatoon and we're in Oshawa. The studio is in Oshawa. It's like, how the hell does this happen? And, uh, there she was. And, uh, there's a lot of stuff has happened in between, but when you look at the photos from that day, you'd swear we were already together, but she was still married. (laughs)
1: And and you know, I just have to say, see, this is the flipping problem because shit like that happens to you. And this is why girls like me have Disney fantasies yeah. about Mr. Soulmate, because that kind of kaboom, kabam, magic, fairy dust, like that is the fodder of rom-coms. And totally. And 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 then when I find out that someone that I know that it happened to you for real yeah, mm-hmm. pisses me off. it Well, really, and it's really weird too, because, because
0: I really, uh, I believe in it. I remember, I remember the dates. I remember everything. Wow. Um, you know, and that I, we've talked about this before we talk, talking about the, we talked about this in the, in the, you know, the sex show when you don't want it to end up being something just sexual, that's the way it was with us. I had such had already had this sort of like, wow, I mean, how could you possibly imagine this person, dream this person, have them walk into your life and then have it just be some quickie. There's no way. So I had these really deep feelings. And I still remember all the dates. Denise does not remember the dates. She doesn't even believe in the story. Really? I mean, she's, she's like, well, she kind of laughs about it when I tell the story. Cause inv- invariably everybody we meet, here's that story
1: yeah yeah it's um, a good one
0: and it's true so
1: yeah when you talk about Whereas, soulmates
0: you know yeah you're right there's a lot of them really
1: if, in my book I I at the very beginning of the first chapter of the prologue is about how I how I meet Grover and it's just at a, at a dinner party that has been thrown by mutual friends and I literally walk in and 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 look at him and say to myself holy crap that's the love of my life. So I understand that these monumental occasions are possible. Um, and then I guess I have to go back to my initial statement, how perhaps soulmates, they do exist, and they just exist only for a period of time. That just because someone is your soulmate, that does not mean you get a lifetime guarantee. Mm-hmm. It just means that your, your, your soul's mate for a time and you are you are compelled to learn things enjoy things experience savor things with that person that you've never experienced or savored with anyone else yeah. and yet the relationships still come to a conclusion
0: well, and you I, get I, something I, from every one of those relationships exactly, like you don't get exactly. to be who you are without this and i've often thought of it as and this can, you know, the old honey dripper in me, but it's true. I see it as that uh, diamonds don't become precious until they become cut. And the more cuts the diamond has, the more precious it becomes. And I don't think we get to be the absolute most valuable version of ourselves without these things. And it isn't necessarily a love interest that makes this cut happen. It, It can be losing someone that you care about like your your grandfather or somebody like that that can be one of those cuts the value that you got from that person in losing that person you get that cut um that's just what i think i think kind of the more of these you get and this the the more you stay strong the more valuable each of these heartbreaks become
1: yes and you know what that's that's a really nice way i think to look at it and 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 a positive spin on it too, because, you know, I, I think that there is so, there are so many different types of love and, Mm -hmm. and soulmate romantic love is one of them soulmate friendship love is -hmm. another one soulmate music love soulmate family love, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess I, so I guess, you know, to wrap it up, I, I, I do believe in soulmates. I really do. I just don't believe in Prince charming soulmates. Right. I just as as the one person entity who's going to wrap it all up for me. That's the thing. Right. Puzzle pieces. Okay. Well, I think that wraps up this episode of talking relationships yes. with Thomas and Vicky, and. um Great stories, and I—I don't—I'm I, sure you've told me how you met Denise before, but I don't remember it. So, thanks for telling <laughs> it again. Yeah, and, I'm going to uh, tell you
0: from time to time to check you and check me, see if I remember, yeah, and yeah, see if you remember.
1: Yes. Uh, I think on our next podcast we will be talking about something a little bit different, but a little bit similar to soulmatedness, and that is unconditional love. Mm. Uh, today it was. Do you believe in soulmates? Next time do you believe in unconditional love? And yeah. uh, we'll talk about that next time on the uh, Talking Shit with Thomas and Vicki. Yes. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye, Tom.
0: Bye.